Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, God bless you. My name is Alexander Pagani. I'm the lead pastor of... He is Risen Tabernacle, located here uh, in the Bronx, New York City. I want to talk to you today about the dumb things that uh, emerging ministers, especially social media uh, ministers, do, or emerging itinerant uh, ministers are doing that could potentially uh, be closing the door. And here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned is ignorance is not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse. In this day and age, it is absolutely imperative uh, that not only do you uh, get some sort of ecclesiastical uh, protocol and training uh, for biblical literacy, but also I genuinely believe that we need ministerial ethics. Ministerial ethics. The last thing you want to do is be anointed but don't know the protocol. The last thing you want to do is be at the table with kings and you still talk in hood language. Did you catch what I just said? And I think for the most part, uh, many of us uh, have gone through that because no one has taken the time to actually tell us or let's just be honest, uh, people can't tell us what they themselves don't know. And many of us, many of us have been trained by churches who they themselves have never been trained. And the people that train them have never been trained. God is there. God is doing great things. Uh, the anointing is there, but there is an absolute illiteracy and, and protocol, kingdom ministerial, uh, ethic, ethical illiteracy being transferred down for many people who are entering into the ministry. So they're just doing what they seen their pastor do and their pastor did what they saw their bishop do. I can't speak for my previous generation. Keep in mind, I am not a millennial. Um, neither have I ever been a millennial minister. Um, I minister millennial churches. Um, I travel amongst the millennial uh, generation, but I'm a generation X guy. You know, I've been saved 30 years. I've been pastoring 17 years as lead pastor. So um, I've learned a thing or two. And let me just kind of throw out a disclaimer here and kind of uh, be transparent is uh, I have made throughout the years since 1992, started ministry in 1995. Uh, I have hurt a lot of people throughout these years in my ignorance. Um, I have turned people away from the gospel. People have backslidden because of me. Like, I just didn't know. I didn't know any better. And for the most part, I really thought I was just doing what 
was expected of me. And then you realize that, uh, that this way of functioning is actually a dysfunctional way of functioning. Did you catch that? All right. All right. So I'm not sharing anything uh, that I haven't actually been through. But if I could save a generation from repeating in the same mistakes, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something because you don't have to go through what I went through to get to where I am. You guys are seeing the byproduct of a lot of years of leading while bleeding. And you don't have to go through that to get to where I'm at. I'm going to teach you what to do, or at least tell you some do's and don'ts, so that way you can eliminate doing the dumb things. There are dumb things, D-U-M, dumb things that we do because we don't know any better because no one has taken the time to tell you, hey, that's, that's, that's a stupid idea. That's a dumb idea. Okay, so I have some stuff here, especially... I have it written down here. Let's jump into this thing. Kind of like just wanted to lay the groundwork. And do me a favor, share this on your, on your timelines. Number one, this is a big one. Don't get mad. But I need to tell you the truth. Don't name your ministries after dysfunction and hurt. Stop naming your ministries after dysfunction. And after your dysfunctional experience and after your and after pain and struggle, stop naming your ministries battered women's ministries. Let me tell you something, every woman ain't battered. There, there are a generation of women that are victorious, uh, breaking those in bondage ministries. Stop naming your ministries after dysfunction. Everybody is not dysfunctional. That is not coming from the Holy Spirit. That is you naming your baby after your own pain, Rachel. Did you catch it, Rachel? You're naming him Benjamin, which means son of my sorrow. And, be and, and, and Jacob was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We're going to name him son of my right hand. Stop naming your ministry these long, hurtful, struggling, broke, poverty-riddled, inner-city, impoverished type names that sound broke because you broke, the names sound broke, and then you say that God told you. No, God ain't tell you that. That's you. That's you. That's you. Coming up on the rough side of the mountain ministries. Stop naming your ministries based on your pain. Stop naming your ministries these long, exaggerated, churched out, legalistic, kingdom mixed with old school, mixed with holiness names. Listen, watch this. You want to name your ministry that inspires faith. You want to pick a name that inspires. You want to pick a name that instills faith. You want a name that even the even the, the non-Christian can remember and say, you know what, I go to Victorious Women Ministry. Like that sounds better than healing the battered women or healing, healing, you know, healing the failing fathers. Failing, healing the failing father's ministry. Listen, that, that's the dumbest thing you can do. All right. Okay, look at this. Okay, the next thing. Dumb thing number two. 
Stop patterning, listen to me, your ministry with Jewish Kabbalistic mysticism. You're not impressing nobody with your prayer shawl. As a matter of fact, you spooking everybody out. Let me tell you something, a prayer shawl is not attractive. And it doesn't make you more holy. Listen to what I'm saying. You got people rocking prayer shawls like hoodies on their profile like this. That looks spooky, my friend. You ain't coming to my church. I ain't inviting you. Even if you have a word for my house, I ain't inviting you. With that spooky Kabbalistic, you ain't Hebrew. Stop. You look foolish being a Gentile trying to be a Jew when the Jews, Acts chapter 15, told us we don't have to be like Jews but to be Gentiles. I don't know what it is. We start ministries out, listen to me, and we put a prayer shawl on the pulpit. What the heck for? Let me ask you this question. What is the prayer, for, prayer shawl for on the pulpit? What does that mean? You know what it means? It means you're in bondage to legalism and old Judaism. Don't give me that stuff about it's a representation of. Oh, oh, don't give me that stuff. It's a dumb thing. You know how I know you're in bondage to it? Take it off. Watch. If you can't take it off, you're in bondage to it. Don't give me that stuff about, oh, I'm not doing it for that reason. Then why don't you, do, why don't you go this Sunday, fold it up, put it on the side, and not have it on the pulpit. You want a door to close? Show up to a real apostolic house with the anointing is flowing and be in the crowd with your hoodie excuse me, your prayer shawl and your little tallits and your phylacteries. Watch how you will be sitting right there with the word because ain't nobody going to call your spooky self up front. I need to tell you, when you start out a ministry, you don't have to go to the Christian bookstore and buy a plethora of Jewish stuff to validate you. And let me share a secret with you. The people who wear that stuff have an orphan spirit. And 99% and of the time, those people have no spiritual father and no covering. They're just a vagabond bunch of gypsies traveling from church to church talk with the Ikobo Shandai stuff. All right? It's a dumb thing with your shofar self. Dumb thing. That's why you keep hopping from church to church and keep getting ran out of every church. You look dumb wearing it. They might not tell you. I'm from the Bronx, baby. I'll tell you. You look foolish wearing it, you Gentile, you. Take it off. They don't know any better. Number three. Listen to me. Stop naming your events after movies, especially Christian ones. Let me tell you something. I'm from the Bronx. You know what that's called? Biting. In, the, in professional, watch this, in professional terms, plagiarism there's no way around it stop naming your events after movies especially Christian ones do you know how petty and corny it looks that a movie came out and six months from now your event is the name of the movie that just came out this is what you did you put, the you put the event together, then you went to your pastor and say, I want to do an event. And then the pastor goes, well, okay, what's the name of it? Event Infinity War. Because we're going to, it's the battle of the infinities. Because Jesus is infinite. 
No, you got that from Avengers. You got that from Avengers. You got that from Avengers Infinity War. That makes absolutely no sense. And that's why the event, nobody goes. You know who goes? Your same broke, busted, and disgusted crew that has the same orphan spirit and, and a group of vagabond ministers with prayer shawls. You ever notice those events? Filled with people with prayer shawls. The whole group looking like, looking like a synagogue. You walk in there and it's a straight up, it's actually the Sabbath day. Like what the heck is, let, let it be put to rest. My up and coming itinerant minister, the Holy Spirit didn't give you a name of a movie for the event. That's you because you don't know how to get a name and you don't know how to press in in prayer to get inspired. Here's a dumb thing. Watch this. Stop tagging people who aren't in your city. Listen, listen, stop tagging people who aren't in your city. It makes no sense that you invite me, you tag me for Wednesday night Bible study and I live seven states over on the other side of the country. Why would you tag me for your midweek Bible study if I live on the other side of the country? You wanna know why? Because it's a dumb thing and nobody's told you don't do it. Hey, listen, listen to me. Stop tagging people for a midweek Sunday worship celebration who is nowhere in town and is probably never going. You tag people for your Bible studies in your midweek, people who live in your city. Next dumb thing, stop sending people your videos to their inbox. It makes you look thirsty. It makes you look hungry. Let me say it again. It is annoying. I had an apostle recently sending me videos and finally I told him, I said, dude, you send me a two hour video. This apostle kept sending me a two hour live video. One day I decided to joke with him and said, what do you want me to do with it? He was like, watch it. I said, you want me to sit in front of my computer for two hours and watch a live video? He was like, yeah. I was like, hell no. I ain't got two hours to sit here. And on top of that, the topic was boring. Like finally, you know what I did? I blocked my apostle friend. I blocked him. I literally blocked him. I, he, he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't listen. I, I actually told him, stop. He chilled for a week and then sent me another one and I said, you want me to watch this? And then he wrote, ha ha ha. And I was like, ha ha ha, blocked forever. Listen to me, listen to me. Preacher, itinerant minister, pastor, stop sending people your videos through inbox. It is absolutely annoying. And another thing, they might not tell you, I'ma tell you, if your video is whack, it's even worse. Some of y'all be sending these videos and it be whack, boring, no revelation, rambling, and a bunch of foolishness. Come on, man. You just thirsty to be seen. You're gonna get seen all right. You're gonna be seen as absolutely annoying. And you know what? And watch this. And some of you really do have a word.
Some of you really do. You really do have a message. Baby, you can't send me an inbox message and I don't know you. And you never talk to me. You sending me a video. And watch this. And you don't even say hi. You know, and don't even say good morning, sir. All right. Let me get out of that. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next thing is this. Uh, preacher. It's this. Dumb thing. These are dumb things that we do. But I want to help you so that you can stop it. All right? And I've made the same mistakes. Uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I made some of these mistakes. All right? Okay. Next point is this. Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, preacher. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Listen to me. Preacher, it's a dumb thing for you to preach and quote another minister without giving them credit because we all know where you got it i had somebody come to my church one time true story this was years ago maybe about six seven years ago came in and preached a powerful message that this person actually got from to the bismarck <laughs> listen i read the book he preached the message that I actually read from the book. We were all looking at each other in my house like, yo, that's Tudor Bismarck's message. Listen to what I'm saying, guys. There's nothing wrong with being inspired by another preacher. I get inspired. I have inspirations. My inspirations are the same ones that inspire you. Apostle John Edgard, Dr. Matthew Stevenson, Ryan Lestrange, Guillermo Maldonado, you know, uh, some of my uh, uh, Periscope friends. We all inspire each other. But before I start preaching, I always let people know. I watched this video the other day from Apostle so-and-so and I got inspired. And I'm going to keep this line of thinking. And boom, I start, I continue from where I heard someone else. I don't preach it as my own preacher. Stop doing that. Stop. We all know where you got it. We all know where you got it from. Next thing I want to say is this. Preacher. Dumb thing that we do. Listen to me. Listen to me. And this one, you're not going to agree with me because you have an orphan spirit on you. Some of you. Stop addressing topics and going at generals in the faith when you have no rank and have no weight. You know how we get, I'm gonna say whatever God say. Uh, there's protocols to this thing. Let me say it again. Stop addressing topics on your social media platform that you neither have the rank or the weight or the history. You don't have the, you haven't earned the right to be heard. I don't care what nobody says. In Christianity, you could do that. But in the kingdom, you got to earn the right to be heard. Stop addressing topics on your platforms that God gave you that you don't have the rank to address. Talking about going at Jezebel's and your online ministry is only a year old. And you want to address five-part teaching series on false apostles we you you've only been known 18 months you're gonna open yourself up to the tormentors jude chapter 1 uh verses 14 talks about not even michael not even michael plays that game 
Michael the Archangel don't even play that game of going at ranks. And that's why the Bible says not even Michael brings an accusation against uh, Lucifer. And then you got these fake church gangsters who got like nine months of social media momentum addressing the country talking about the word of the Lord. Baby, I'm not saying God ain't speaking to you. Write your revelation down. Write what God is telling you and wait for God to give you the clearance. Let me say this. Do you know how much dirt I have on a lot of preachers, real stuff? I'm a deliverance minister. You have no idea. The, the, the green rooms that I've been to help people get delivered that they tell me shh and even with all that I and even with all that I know real stuff even with all that I know have seen have helped someone get delivered from even I don't have the rank to go off and start shooting shots random on a particular topic and the Holy Spirit says son you better shut your hush your mouth did you catch what I just said? And who are you? Preacher, that's a dumb thing. That's a dumb thing. Dumb stuff that we do. And nobody's saying you're not anointed. Listen, I'm cheering for you. I'm, I'm the champion of underdogs here, baby. I'm a general of the underdogs, baby. Listen, man. I'm cheering for you. I want you to survive, though. Listen, I've been in ministry going on 30 years. 1995 is when I started. Save 1992. I want you to last. And I've learned to last by following protocols. Next thing is this. Is this. All right. Preacher. Minister. Emerging itinerant minister. Emerging social media minister. I believe in social media ministry. A large percentage of my deliverance ministry is on social media. Stay away from the pressure to perform. Stay away from the pressure to perform. Okay, all right. Don't nobody want to be honest. I'll be honest. Okay, I'll be honest. All right, because if I tell on myself, nobody can tell on me. In years past, I have prophesied stuff that was not the Holy Spirit in years gone by. Why? Because I felt I was the invited preacher and I felt I had to perform. I felt I had to perform. And when I got to my, to my house, the Holy Spirit would convict me and say, I was not in that. That was you, son. And I've had to correct a lot of stuff. I've had to correct and fix it and say, hey, listen, I think I, you know, I think I might've been emotional on that. I've had to, I've had to fix it throughout the years. Years ago, when I was first starting, I had that zeal. And I and and you you invited and you like I, 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 I want to get invited again so you start getting that pressure you start getting pressured listen stay away young preacher or preacher stay away from the pressure to perform listen I'm at a place right now in my ministry and some of you pastors are watching me they can tell you when they when they reach out to me for a booking, 
in an invitation, the first thing I ask them is, what kind of event is this? And if they tell me, revival, prophetic, I flat out tell them, prophetic ain't my thing. Call me when it's deliverance. Call me when it's consecration. Call me when it's topics like this, you know, where, where I could share my expertise as apostolic expertise to a next generation. I said, I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I'm not your guy. I tell people, I tell people, I tell people right now, big names. I got big names that reach out to me and say, Pagani, we want you to come. And I go, uh, okay, I'll come. What kind of event you doing? We're doing revival. And I quickly tell them, uh, that's not me. And I start referring them to preachers that I know. I'll say, listen, I think it might be better. You might reach out to my good friend, Apostle Ryan Lestrange and others. They, their metron is that. I tell people, I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm human. And if I get invited to an event that's not my metron, I'm just as human as anyone else. I might start getting that feeling like I might need to perform because I'm already here and I got a whole church with a thousand people watching me. I better do something. Mm -mm, I got delivered from that stuff. Don't invite me if it ain't deliverance. I'm done. Invite me when it's leadership. Invite me when it's apostolic impartation of wisdom to the next generation invite me when it's deliverance invite me when it's consecration preacher preacher i know you need honorarium i got you i got bills to pay too i know what it's like to take a venue because you really do need the honorarium because you got a family i'm with you on that man i got you man i'm not gonna sit here and say you know that the need ain't there I'm with you on full-time ministry. I have property. I have mortgage. I get it. I got I got I got sons. I got I got children. I get it. I get it. But man, stay within stay within your metron. Stay within your metron so that way you don't get caught with the pressure to perform. Amen. Alright. The next one is this. The next one is this. Time preacher, listen to me. Preacher, listen to me. Time discreetly your promotion or promotional tactics, or rather, stay away from over promoting. Let that sink in. Stay away from over promoting. Be discreet about your promotional tactics. Stay away. From over promotion. I'm not against promoting, baby. I promote my videos. I ain't scared. I promote deliverance. I ain't scared. I go hard. But I promote once a day. Did you catch it? I might re promote it tomorrow, but I promote like once, maybe twice a day. Did you catch what I just said? Stay away from over saturating and over promoting your stuff because it's annoying and let me tell you what's going to happen people will not unfriend you but they will unfollow you because you're over promoting did you catch it there's a there's a method 
There's a method, but if you're doing it every hour, every hour, every hour, every hour, every hour, three times in a minute, baby, it, it's annoying. It's annoying. Let, listen to me, let them over promote you. You moderately promote yourself. Moderately. Once a day, twice a day. That's about it. Let them do it, which means the people that like your video. Let them share it. You share it moderately. Watch this. The video might be good. Video might be good. And it might be what people need to see. But people will think and assume you're boasting, even though you're not. Even though you're not. That's how I do it. I know when to upload a deliverance video and when not to. Let me give you an example. Or if it's like a some kind of trending, really sensitive topic, especially if it's racial or whatever. Not a good time to promote deliverance videos. Not a good time to promote your stuff. This is a general consensus where the body of Christ is talking about something. Either join in the conversation or, or, or remain quiet and write it out. I know when to share a deliverance video and when not to. I know when it's inappropriate. Why would I share a deliverance video on Christmas morning? That makes absolutely no sense. Over promoting. Over promoting. No. Moderately. Strategically. Discreetly. Promote your stuff. Know when. And say now let me share it. Yeah. But let the people. Let your supporters. And your friends. Share that stuff. Because if not it's going to be seen as over promoting. And it's a dumb thing. It's a dumb thing that will close your doors. There's some good preachers that are watching me right now. You're anointed. You're the next generation. Feel the anointing right now. There's some of you that are watching me. You know you got it. You're part of the Nazarite 7,000. God is going to use you. But you are making some unwise choices in your social media platform that's actually closing your own doors. And some powerful people are watching you. And you are saying things at the wrong time. Closing the wrong, closing the right doors in the name of, I'm just going to say whatever God telling me to say. Of course, but God is trusting you to know the timing. That there are prophetic words over your life being deactivated by dumb things. It's things that you're doing that are dumb, that are deactivating real prophetic words of great access and favor for your life and ministry. You're carrying something that is crucially bigger than you that needs to get to the nations. That is why I have re recluded myself, which is why I don't joke around on Facebook. I don't, I don't take pictures of food and you won't catch me joking. And why? Because my message of deliverance is bigger than me and I ain't gonna have nobody being familiar with me. Joking around and playing games. Don't play with Pagani, I don't know you. Wanna joke around? I don't, don't ever, don't, 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 if you're watching me, don't let me ever catch you joking around on any of my posts. I don't joke on Facebook. Don't play games with me. I don't play that stuff. Don't get familiar with me. I ain't familiar with you. Why? Not because I don't joke, 
People that meet me in real life, they'll tell you, I'm mad, cool, and funny. But when it comes to deliverance, my message is bigger than my personality. Don't play games with me, man. I don't joke around with none of y'all jokers on Facebook. Don't joke around with me. Don't give me hee 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 and LOL. I don't LOL. That's why I don't talk on none of y'all Facebook pages. Because I don't want you talking on mine. Don't play games with me, man. The message is, my message is serious. It's not about legalism and you're being religious. My message is serious. People need to get delivered. Don't joke around with me. I don't play around. That's why I don't joke around. And I'll be wanting to say funny stuff on Facebook. And the Holy Spirit be telling me, don't say funny stuff. Because then these dishonorable folk will start joking with you. Don't do it, son. It'll be a dumb thing for me to go on Facebook joking around with hee 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 and ha 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 and joking around and, and I'll be watching it, I'll be watching funny videos. Holy Spirit be like, eh, cut that. The message is my message is bigger. Your message is bigger. Now I'm not saying don't have fun and be all religious and spooky and don't be familiar. Preacher, that's the last point that I had here and I'm done. Stop being so familiar. Stop being so familiar with these Facebook people. They ain't your friends. The moment you go familiar, they instantly lose respect and go sideways. And now you're in the middle of a like, yo, y'all took this joke way too far. That's why I don't play around with my Facebook, even my preacher friends. I don't share their stuff. Don't You don't have to share my stuff. I don't play with you. Don't play with me. When we talk, it's mutual respect. When we see each other, we go to dinner. We talk about great stuff. We joke around. I joke around with my preacher friends. Never online. Always over dinner. Away from the masses. I don't play that stuff, man. And neither should you. Neither should you. I'm a grown man be running around with these Facebook high school arrested development folk who can't take a joke, who don't know when to stop joking. Don't come with me with that stuff. Don't play with Pagani, period. And they shouldn't play with you. I, I revere your message because it's bigger than you. I want to hear what God is telling you and give it to me with thus say of the Lord. Stop being so familiar with people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I'm laughing because I'm dead serious, man. Never lower your metron. To people's familiarity. Only lower your metron to the broken of heart who are desperately in need of what you carry. I will never lower my metron to choke around with Facebook. Y'all can keep that. Y'all keep that. Count Pagani out. I'm done. Get delivered from a dumb thing. <laughs> Glory. You can see I'll be passionate. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Glory. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.